0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. As you all know, spiritual entrepreneurship, well, it's the path that I choose to travel on in my business journey. And it's also the path that I'm supporting other entrepreneurs stepping into also. So if you're ready to go big as a spiritual entrepreneur, then I am inviting you to join me in my Aligned Coaching Academy. You see, the Academy is a spiritual and soulful launchpad that helps you get clear about your vision, create a roadmap for your career, and lay a strong foundation for massive abundance in business. Instead of trying to make things happen in your business, what I'll teach you in the Academy is how to take spiritually aligned action so that you'll experience an inner transformation and gain confidence along with practical business building tools. See, your efforts will pay off big time. You'll earn the kind of money that provides the freedom you crave and you'll make an impact doing what you love. So, if you are ready to take this next step in your journey as an entrepreneur, then head to the link in the episode description and fill out the work with me for to apply for the Aligned Coaches Academy now. Welcome back everybody to another guest episode on the podcast. Now I'm very excited to introduce this special guest to you today because she's someone that I have become quite connected with and honestly I love being able to learn from her and Take her wisdom and implement it into my own mindset and business journey as well. So, in saying that, I'm super excited for you guys to be able to connect with her also, um, so that you can, you know, be inspired and um, be following her incredible journey as well. So, I'm gonna give a little bit of an introduction into our special guest today because she was named one of the top business coaches to follow in 2022, and she hosts one of the most popular podcasts in the world. Now, she's on a mission to impact the lives of 100,000 people to help them step into their next level of fulfillment by finding their purpose, making a living from it, and making it even more impactful. Now, today's special guest, she is driven to guide her listeners on a journey of becoming who they are meant to be to create the outcomes that align with their purpose and their deepest Desires. And she does this with a blend of high level business strategy, mindset work, and personal development work. So, with that said, guys, I am so excited to introduce to you all Jamie Coleman. Welcome, Jamie.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and to talk with you. And I couldn't agree more with what you said, but on the other end of that, because I've just enjoyed connecting with you and getting to know you and just following your journey so i appreciate it thank you
0: <laughs> no worries i always love it when um our networks can bring us together you know to to meet new people that maybe you have wouldn't have been connected with before because for our listeners obviously they don't know both jamie and myself we've gone through the same coaching programs as each other in the past but we never actually managed to cross paths while we were in those programs it was only after like the completion of those programs where other connections other coaches from that space really brought us together so um I'm super excited that obviously we have aligned and now we're able to go on this journey together but Jamie why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about you know yourself and what brought you into this space and this purpose that you're now living out
1: well I'm I'm always like where do where do I start with that question, (laughs) but I'm feeling like I never really knew what I was supposed to do, right? (laughs) Like everybody else knew I'm going to go to college. I'm going to do this thing followed by this next thing. And I wasn't feeling that way. And so what happened is I ended up doing a bunch of things that were not in alignment. So I was in that basically hamster wheel of wake up, go to work, eat, sleep, repeat. Like that was my life on repeat. And one day I just woke up and realized like, this is not the life that I want to be living. And just, I walked into my boss's office. I quit and I did what every logical person would do. And I packed my bags and moved to Florida. <laughs> I love that. Wow, Yeah. And then just has so many entrepreneurs do, right. It's like, we don't know where to start. So we try a bunch of things that, Maybe it didn't work out as well as we thought they would, but it was all on the path to mm. where we are today, which mm-hmm. I think for me though, it was a lot of trial and error just to kind of figure out what felt right. What was in alignment, mm. taking that first step.
0: I love that. And the thing about that as well, is there's really two ways to go about finding your purpose. And that is on one hand, the trial and error and, you know, not really knowing what it is that you want to do. So you just give a heck of a lot of things a try. And yeah, most of them will be out of alignment with you, but you're only going to figure that out by giving it a shot anyway. And then of course, the other way to figure out your purpose is to know what your passions are, know what it is that you want to do and just leap into it and see how it works out. So I love that you were able to take yourself through that process of trial and error, but what I sort of love to hear from you, because I know so many people are scared of giving things a try. They're scared of trying something and then failing it. So how did you shift your mindset around that so that you were actually able to go through that process of aligning with what actually fits you?
1: Yeah, I believe it's so hard to pinpoint because my mindset in that place was in a very bad space. Like I was in the state of truthfully like drinking Alcohol nearly every single night. And I was taking Adderall every day to get through the day. And so I was not in a good space to make decisions that would benefit me. But all I knew in that moment was like, whatever I'm doing right now is not going to serve me. And so I think it was like a wake-up call of if I keep living my life like this, I'm not going to have life anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, and so I think for some people, it's what, like a near-death experience to where it wakes them up, or maybe a loved one has something happen and there's just some turning point for a lot of people to where it takes them to wake up but then on the other side of that it's like maybe you're just so sick of feeling like you want to do and be more and it's just time to make a change Mm. and I think that for me was what really just locked it in
0: you chose the change you you weren't gonna wait for it to be forced to happen you recognized you want to change and you made the decision to make it happen I absolutely love that. And I love how you packed up your life and you just, compl- I mean, I don't know how like the US works, if it's like moving states or moving, I, I don't know what you guys call them, moving cities is it? But um, when you did do this big move yourself, what came from that for you? Like what came from that that you wouldn't have been able to find from staying where you were?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to tell you the full bit of this because there's so much underneath this that I can't leave unsaid. So I had just met Stephen, and I knew I wanted to leave Nebraska. Okay. This is where I was when I was working that job. I knew I wanted to leave there. And I started to really like this guy I started to see. And I said, I am not getting trapped here for someone. Again, even though I'm like kind of falling for this guy, I'm like, I can't get stuck here. That was what I was thinking. I was like, guy gets stuck. That was the only thing in my mind at that Mm -hmm. point. So that had a little bit to do with to me thinking, I got to get the heck out of here. I got to like figure out what I want to do. So that was very involved. But um, I think it was just like the power of being able to start over Mm -hmm. somewhere. It was a leap of faith, I feel. And just like, let's just see where this lands. Mm -hmm. But I didn't last there long. I was there for maybe three weeks and he came down to visit and we had an incredible weekend and I ended up flying home with him. We had some family emergency came up that kind of put me back on a flight with him. And then I never went back. I actually had my mom go pick up my stuff and that was that story. So I took the leap to move down there, but it didn't last very long.
0: Mm. And it's funny because situations like that really highlight how we get in our own head, you know, when you were like, I just have to get away. I cannot be stuck here. And Mm -hmm. that was, what do you think that was really connected to for you?
1: I think it came down to not wanting to put myself back into a serious Mm. relationship at the time I had, I'd been through a lot of abusive relationships prior to that. I think I was just scared of getting hurt And I also felt like I needed to find myself first, which I didn't think I had given myself enough time to do as I was just going through that crazy madness with the job. So Mm -hmm. it was those two things at the time.
0: Well, it sounds like all of the steps that you took were in alignment with where you were meant to be at the end of the day, because where you are now and what you're creating for yourself now, like you are living your purpose. And so that's so beautiful to see now I know something that you do and you support your clients with is rewriting their stories and rebuilding their identity. But I'd love to know, is this something that you had to go through yourself?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, okay, I just kind of mentioned relationships that I was a part of that were like emotionally abusive, sometimes physically. It's like being able to look back at that period in time that, let's just be honest, was not pleasant to go through. And it's saying like, okay, where is the lesson in this? How did it make me stronger, make me more ready for the next thing? And I I truly feel like we don't ever get past that point in our life until we found the lesson and truly learned from it. So Mm -hmm. it's really what it's all about.
0: Mm, and there always are. There's always hidden lessons. And that's something I remind myself of literally every single time I go through a challenge. I'm like, there is an experience in this that I just haven't found yet and I need to find it so that I can move through it. And mm-hmm. it just completely shifts your perspective on the entire experience that you are having. So I love that you mentioned that there and I'd love to dive deeper into this topic of rewriting your story and rebuilding your identity. Like what does this look like? What's involved in this?
1: Mm, yeah, and rebuilding your identity too. I mean, it's all connected, right? And so I feel when we look at rewriting our story, it's first identifying like okay, where is that moment in time that we feel if we're looking back in the past that we feel like we're not really through yet. We haven't really felt all the feelings that are associated. And once you're in that space, once you're able to pinpoint that location, it's feeling it, allowing yourself to feel it. It's not numbing it out anymore. Right. Which is for so long, what I had been doing right with the alcohol, with feeling like I needed to work nine to nine every single day, it was a form of numbing. So until I went back and said, okay, what am I numbing right now? And actually gone through that, I wasn't able to move on. And so that's a big part of it. And from there, it's truly saying, okay, find the lesson. Is, what, what is the lesson inside of here? And how did it actually benefit me on my journey? right? And I think it's also a realization while you're in it that it's happening for you. right? And we hear this all the time, especially in the personal development space, but it's happening for you, not to you. And that's huge, especially in the present moment. If you're going through something hard, just realizing, like, like you said, there is a lesson inside of this and, mm. and that goes back to when you're shifting your identity through all of this process, it's realizing that the thoughts that you have based on your current reality are going to change the way that you feel internally and it's going to make you show up differently. So when you're able to shift your perception about what's happening to you or for you, I should say, then you can shift your identity, truly. Mm,
0: I love that. I think that's so powerful what you shared there. And something I want to come back and touch on as well is when you brought up the topic of numbing, you know, numbing yourself because of whatever past experience you still need to heal now you mentioned that like drinking is one form of numbing yourself but what other forms might this present itself in maybe even some that are less obvious or more subtle you know in in case we are on some level unconsciously numbing ourselves from Mm -hmm. what we've been
1: through yeah yeah i love that question uh like we said alcohol another one could be overworking And, and I guess I would love to add in like, okay, if you're, if you feel like you're working too much, what could you be running from? What Mm -hmm. could be looking to be avoided outside of the computer screen, so to speak, or if you feel like you constantly need to be moving, doing something around the house, going somewhere, what are you running from? Right. It's like stopping, like, am I truly being, I think Mm -hmm. that's like, how you know, am I comfortable sitting with myself for 30 minutes a day in complete silence? It's like, if your mind's always racing, if your mind's always on the next thing, why is the next thing more important than this thing?
0: Hmm.
1: Why is that more important than this? And so if you, I feel like it comes down to running yeah. constantly. Like, I think that's a huge one. Yeah. Can you, can you think of any that I mean,
0: when you mentioned that, like the whole idea of running and trying to move away from something. I mean, I even think of like just over exerting yourself in the gym mm. because you yeah, don't want to sit at home and do nothing, or, um, you know, binging video games or Netflix, like even the, mm-hmm. the least obvious things that maybe sometimes would be looked at oh, no, this is okay because this is a hobby or this is a passion or this is good for my health and all of that. But then asking yourself, like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for? Pleasure of it. Am I doing this to actually like feel my best, or am I doing this because I am avoiding something else? So that would be what came to mind from for me. And I can I think I can personally resonate with probably the fitness side of things myself and the overworking side of things myself in the past. Mm -hmm. So they were great examples that you did share there. And I guess what this has really highlighted as well is. If you are in that state of running and if you are constantly trying to avoid that thing that, you know, just being and moving through this thing that's in front of you right now, it's always going to resurface, isn't it? You're not going to move on down the track and everything's just going to be easy breezy. So what might the impacts be of the avoidance in the early stages and and pushing past, you know, moving forward?
1: Yeah, I mean it's just going to be the same cycle and repeat. Right. I mean, if nothing else, it's like, if you stop binging Netflix, you might start overworking. It's, it's like, it's always going to find a replacement no matter what it is. Maybe, maybe it's went from hitting the gym really hard to overeating, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, it's going to find a replacement until it's dealt with, or there's going to be some part of you that just feels like kind of locked away. Mm.
0: So what I'd love to know then, when it comes to rewriting your story and rebuilding your identity, is this something that needs to be done before being able to align with your purpose and get clear on that vision that you do want to step into?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's like one of the first things that I do with someone because we've had our entire lives, right, before our connection or before, you know this client or this person decided to step into a transformation that we have to work to get through in order to even create a vision for what you want in your life. Because you have all the things that you believe about yourself that other people have led you to believe or all of these stories that you've been telling yourself since childhood that we have to work to rewrite before we can actually build a vision that's in alignment with you, because you might not believe that that vision is even true unless you've gone through the work. So, yeah, it's really important.
0: So step one is rewriting your story to rebuild your identity and really get clear on those moments in your past that have had an impact on you that you need to move through and do some healing for. So then you can start to step into alignment with your purpose. And I'd love to have a big conversation as well around like aligning with your purpose and aligning with your vision. What did this look like for you when you went through this yourself?
1: Yeah. Uh, I would say the, the one part that's really coming to mind is it goes back to when I was trying a bunch of different things. So I was private labeling on Amazon and I really enjoyed making passive income, like partly passive income, right. Cause you're still doing some of the product design, but I was doing that. I was traveling and I actually began coaching people on that as well. And I love the coaching element But when I would sit down on the phone with them, they'd be asking me how to get their shit from China to the the warehouse. And I was like, I just want to talk about your life. Like, what are you, where are you going to travel with this extra money? What are you going to do? And the calls weren't going that way because they were focused on, you know, the financial gain, the strategy. Mm -hmm. I was like, I love the strategy. Sure. But I want to work on, on you because mm-hmm. I saw that that's what everybody needed, but people were just trying to shove under the rug. And yeah. so that's when I, I was like, I just love doing a bit of both, but I really wanted the focus to be on who they were becoming on the journey to really step into a vision that wasn't just about money and financial gain and strategy. It was like actually heartfelt work. Mm-hmm. That was their purpose, right?
0: Yeah. And that's wow. some beautiful work to do that. Deep like human to human connection, helping someone like unlock their true potential, helping mm-hmm. them step into a new level of confidence and helping them, you know, align in areas that maybe they've never aligned in before. So I totally see how you're so much more drawn and connected to that side of things. And now while you're in this while you're in this space that you are in now. Are you ready to shift your mindset? vision, habits, and actions into total alignment with where you want to be in 2022. If you are an entrepreneur or wanting to become an entrepreneur who is ready to break away from the hustle culture and start building your business from a place of spiritual and physical alignment and flow, then I want to connect with you. Okay, I am inviting you to come work with me in 2022 to expand your mindset and all your business to heights that you never imagined possible. If you feel drawn to exploring this next step in your journey with my guidance, then head to the link in this episode description to fill out my work with me form and see what possibilities for spiritual, physical, and material expansion are awaiting for you. So I'd love to know for any of our listeners who are tuning in today and maybe they're at a point where they are wanting to align more with their purpose and their vision. Are there any actionable steps that you would recommend someone takes to make this happen?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would definitely get really clear on any like any vision that you've ever had to had to come to mind. So if you if you ever sat there and you're like, oh, it'd be really cool to write a book. Or maybe I'd want to start my own podcast or ah, I was at Tony Robbins and I think it'd be so cool to just stand up on stage and just change people's lives. If you've ever had like a part of you that has some maybe seemingly big and lofty dream, or maybe it's like, hey, I just want to go have a talk at my local high school or my local college or speak up at church, whatever that looks like for you like take a note of what that vision is. And then any little part of you that tries to come up and say, yeah, but mm, yeah, why would they listen to you? What if this happens? Any little part of you that tries to come up and talk you out of it, take a note of it and tell yourself why it's completely untrue because Mm -hmm. it has no place in your future vision.
0: Right. And I think something with this, when you are, going through that journey of aligning with your purpose and creating that vision is to have patience as well. Because how often does someone like embark on this journey and then all of a sudden they're frustrated because they're not at the end destination right away. And Mm -hmm. I'd love to know how long was the process for you to actually get crystal clear on what your purpose was and how you were going to live that?
1: Yeah, I think realizing it wasn't a destination mm. was huge for me. And just, I, I think too, a big part of it was not needing to have it crystal clear. Cause when I felt I needed to have it crystal clear, like who exactly am I talking to? Who would be the perfect fit and needing it to all fit in these perfect little boxes. That's when I was in my head. And that's when I was on self, not on purpose, because I was like, well, this isn't perfect yet. I should change my bio for the 50th time this week. And when I was doing all of those things, I was making no progress. I wasn't really helping anyone. I was just like spinning my wheels, just doing busy work all the time. And when I was like, "You know what? None of that actually matters." And I shifted gears and everything everything changed, but I also think it's it's realizing it's going to always be evolving. Like this mm-hmm. Jamie is going to be aligned with purpose so that Jamie in a year from now is going to be on a TEDx stage, is going to be doing X, Y, Z, writing a book, right? It's, it's me knowing I'm aligned and whatever is to come next, I just know it's on the path and I don't even know what that looks like, but it's knowing that it's coming, which is really awesome if you think about it.
0: Oh, completely. I love that you mentioned that it's always evolving because we can get like, we can, we can lean into this misconception that your purpose is this one set thing. And that is it, but it's not No, like every, every point in your life, it's going to look different. And maybe now it looks like one thing, but in five years, it's going to look like a slightly other. And that's because like you said, it's not a destination. It's a journey and your purpose is going to continuously evolve. Your vision is going to continuously evolve. And every, every step of it that you lean into is going to be contributing to get you to that to that ultimate point that you do want to get to. I don't want to say end point, but the end point that you achieve in this life that you live is what I'm going to say.
1: Mm -hmm. And I feel like so often people see someone further ahead Mm. and they get discouraged or like, Oh, they're lucky. It must be nice. Instead of looking at someone further ahead, right? We're speaking to someone now who really wants to step into their purpose rather than feeling like you're behind See that that's where you're going if you just keep showing up. Like, let that yeah. be your guiding light. Like, all right, hey, I keep doing this for five years. I'm on the path to where they're at right now.
0: Right? Mm.
1: Let that yeah. guide you.
0: Yeah, about like switching your mindset from comparison to inspiration. Mm-hmm. And instead of looking at someone and going, oh, I wish I had that or oh, I could never have that. Instead go, well, if they can have it, why can't I? They're just proving to me that it is possible to be done, Mm -hmm. right? So that is, to me, like one of the key things that like the entrepreneurial mindset needs to have is to switch from comparison and really lean into that inspiration. But I'd love to know if there's any other sort of like success mindsets or habits or uh, behaviors that you really tried to embody in this journey that you're going on.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I would say it's continuously finding ways to just like be mm. more. I think that's huge because I was very much a doer, just like doing, doing, doing all the time. Right. And that was my second form of numbing. Right. When I kind of quit boozing it up for a little while, it turned to overworking. And so I feel like with that mentality, It became hard to shut it off and I didn't really know how. And so now it's like the more time I can get to just be the better. And so what that looks like for me is like, if I ever feel myself where I feel like I'm working too much, right. You're like staring at the screen. You're like, okay, what am I doing here? I'm not really being productive at this point. I will get up and I will either go outside and just sit there in the sun. If it's nice enough out here in Colorado Or go into our dojo, which is our meditation room at home, and I'll just hang out there. I don't care if I'm there the rest of the day. It's like that time is so much more valuable than anything else you could do in that moment. Do less. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say.
0: I love how you've created a sacred space for yourself in your home. Meditation and for just being, because I think that's a really important thing that if you have the means to do, then do it. Because a big mistake that a lot of people make is, oh, I'm going to meditate, so I'm going to meditate on my bed. Next minute, they fall asleep. Why? Because your brain associates sleep with your bed. You're not meant to be meditating there. Or in my case, I mean, I've tried to create you know, a Zen space inside of my office, but there's still this element of not being able to disconnect from the doing and, and the thinking because You know, across from my couch is my workspace and all my goals on my wall. Right, so to be able to have a space that is just purely dedicated to that would be really transformational and really impactful. I think. But I'd love to know. You know, obviously, being is something that you are intentional about doing. What do your rituals look like? What do you? What do your daily success rituals or routines look like? If you do have any.
1: Mm, absolutely. Well, so I've got a baby who is 17 months old. So I learned very quickly that I've got to wake up before him. <laughs> so my mornings used to start at maybe like, I don't know, eight or 9 am. I'm up now at 5:15, 5. 5:30 5. at the latest. And even on the days where I sleep in, I'm like, why did I do that? I need my me time in the morning. Like I need my silence. Like it's very important to me. And I feel like if I don't do this, what I'm about to walk you through, my whole day is just thrown off. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, definitely wake up. I always go into the dojo, like first thing. And every so we have like these French doors and whenever you open them, you're just like, just incense smell just hits you and you're like, yes, <laughs> it's already just like Zen, like a Zen room. It feels so good. And we've got a little nook inside of there that has a bunch of pillows in it. So I grab my mala beads and the affirmation that I say each day is always different. It just kind of depends on like what I'm feeling like I need for that day. But like the one that I use this morning was I'm in the knowingness of what I'm creating because I am enough. Mm. So I'll do ones like that a lot of times. And so I go around the mala beads. And after that, I usually do either yoga and then a meditation, or I'll just drop into a meditation. And then I just, I just want to journal after that. But I feel like what I had done for a long time was I actually was doing my morning routine. I wasn't actually being mm-hmm. while I was Doing it. I hope that makes sense. I was like, just doing it to check off. Oh, I did my meditation, I did my journaling, I did my affirmations, but I wasn't present because I was like, oh, after this, I'm going to go do that next thing. Mm -hmm. And so, as I'm saying this, it's like, don't just say, oh, yeah, I'm doing all of those things. It's like, how can you forget that the rest of the day even exists? Mm -hmm. And just when those doors shut behind you, or when you put on those headphones, or whatever it is that you're doing. How can you just be there and nowhere else? Mm,
0: That's really I important. think that is powerful. What you mentioned that the point of checking off your, you know, checking off your morning routine rather than being in yeah. your routine. And I can resonate with that as something that I fall into a trap of from time to time. And I know so many other people that do as well. And as soon as that happens, You need to really have the self-awareness, you know, to be able to pull yourself up and recognize what's happening because by just doing your routine, it's not serving you in any way. And with that also, by thinking like, Jamie, you've got the most beautiful morning routine and I feel so connected to what you've shared there. But someone listening, if they think, oh, Jamie does it, so I have to do this as well. Again, that's not going to serve you. You know, these routines really do need to be connected to yourself. So do you have any tips on how someone could go about really creating a routine that is truly aligned with them?
1: Yeah, just start to, well, first off, if you don't have time, wake up earlier, just you're going to have to basically force yourself to do it probably for the first couple of weeks, but just set your alarm earlier, even if it's 15, 30 minutes and just start with one of those things, right? Like when I first started, I only did the meditation part. I've only recently added in the mala beads because I found myself skipping the affirmation part. Mm-hmm. Cause I would say, I would say something three to five times, be like, okay, did my affirmations. I'm all done there. And so I added that in because I realized after doing it for quite a few months, that I wasn't doing it as good as I could have been or as well. Mm. So just start to stack them, right? It's like called habit stacking. So start with one thing and say, okay, it would be really cool to journal after I meditate. Then boom, add in journaling. Well, I'd really like to drink a glass of water when I wake up. All right. Well, grab it first thing, bring it into the meditation room with you. So just see ways that you can begin to combine these different tasks together.
0: Yes. I love it. And I've actually just started using Marla beads myself as well. I bought them ages ago, but then I forgot that I bought them. And literally this morning, oh. I came out and I was doing, what is it? Is it 108? Or I think I counted my beads and there's like 120 on there or something like that. Um, and started doing my affirmations with that. And it makes, it's so much easier because in the past, I used to like, you know, count on my fingers as I was going. And I felt like the task itself, like the, the action itself was so much harder than it needed to be. And mm-hmm. I did the beads and I was crazy when I hit back at the starting point. I'm like, wait, did I already do them all? Right. So definitely recommend getting a set if you are wanting to a set getting a I suppose it's a set of beads um, to, <laughs> to really lead into these affirmations further. But something you mentioned there was uh, creating flow between the activities that you do. So doing your meditation and then flowing into journaling, if that's where you flow. I'd love to know how do you take this concept of flow into the bigger picture of your life, the rest of your day when we're looking at work and life,
1: being mm. balanced together. Yeah, yeah. I think it comes down to understanding when you're usually needing to do like strategy And when you're feeling more creative, like for me, when I, okay, after I've done my morning routine, I've had my breakfast, I'm in strategy mode. Like I want to get some things done. I want to connect some things together. I don't, I'm not feeling creative. Truthfully, like I won't ever usually go film a podcast episode first thing in the morning unless I, it's like the only time available because it's just not my creative space. So I feel like it's really finding, okay. What time of day are you best in each space? And don't force yourself to film a podcast first thing in the morning if you're not feeling creative. Mm. But then I think it's also like, and this is something I've been really leaning into with the being side of things. It's, it's not feeling like you always have to be striving for something else. Like at some point you've got to just stop and see how far you've come.
0: Mm.
1: And I feel like a big part of like remaining in flow is like, okay. We're going to give ourselves a day and we don't need to accomplish anything. Mm. Like we don't always need to be like chasing, so to speak. So I feel like working in like a flow state is allowing yourself to be off if you want to be off. Mm. But then it's also, if you're feeling, if it's a Saturday and you are feeling fired up to get to work, get to work, like you you listen to your body more. Mm.
0: I think that's a big point you brought up around the chasing element because when it does come to being in that mindset of like constantly chasing across your day it's important to again pause and ask why are you in this space why are you constantly in a state of chasing instead of a state of being why won't you pause to do that morning routine before you start your work day why won't you pause to take that lunch break And actually sit outside and detach from the work you're doing. And generally, it always comes back to being connected to some sort of fear or scarcity mindset Mm -hmm. or something of the sort. So I thought that was really awesome how you mentioned that one there. Because, again, it's just another thing to really start to develop that awareness of. So Jamie, we are getting close to wrapping up the podcast now, but what I'd love to ask you is something that I do ask all of my guests that come on to the podcast and that's what's one piece of empowering advice that you'd love to leave our listeners with today.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No matter what you're doing at this point in your life, as soon as you can shift from being on self to being on purpose What I mean by that is like, don't think of, oh my gosh, well, will I make money when I do this? What will my family think? What will like, just basically questioning yourself instead of going down that rabbit hole, shift your gears towards being on purpose and what you're here to do and who you're going to touch and impact, Mm. right? Like instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to write a book to be a best selling author. Don't think about that. Think I'm writing a book so that one person picks it up and gets it in their hands so that I can touch their life. Mm. Right. And, And you might have both things in mind, but the first thing that comes to the mind is, you know, really what's guiding you. So it's using the on purpose bits to be your North star to be your guide and realize that those bits that are on purpose, right? If we're using the same example, that being a best-selling author would come from getting your book in the hands of one person again and again and again. So shift your gears, realize that you are enough no matter where you are right now and just keep following that light.
0: I think that is so powerful. Just like everything you've shared with us today. I mean, this has been such an epic conversation. I've loved diving deep into everything surrounding purpose, alignment, and how you can really get into flow within your life. And again, like I've loved learning and just listening to you today. I always take so much away from you, Jamie. And if any of our listeners have been tuning in and they feel the same, where's the best place for them to continue following you and connecting with you along your journey?
1: Yeah, definitely. My podcast, you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts aligned with purpose in life, in leadership, Uh, Or over on LinkedIn, it's Jamie Coleman, J-A-M-I-E-K-U-L-L-M-A-N. Amazing.
0: Well, we will pop the links to both of them in the episode description so people can easily find your podcast and also easily uh, connect with you over on LinkedIn. And once again, Jamie, I just want to say thank you so much for your time and your beautiful energy today. I've taken so many notes of different things that I really want to step into embodying and practicing and just diving deeper into myself after today's episode. So I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So that's a wrap on today's episode. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.